Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Pure Nintendo podcast. My name is Gemma, and with me this week, I have my good friend, Kirk. Welcome back, Kirk. It is good to be here, and once again, nobody else joined me. Yes, I know. It's a thing. It's, it's so weird. <laughs> Everyone's mad because they didn't join the uh, Pure Nintendo game night on Wednesday. Yes, I think that's exactly right. So, <laughs> yes, for shame. Um, yeah, so this week, we're going to spend some time talking about the new Mario Kart DLC that dropped during the week. And as Kirk mentioned, we did have a team game night that uh, <laughs> that you weren't part of. For some reason, I think wrestling might have interfered with that. <laughs> yes. As, as I mentioned in my, in my review that went live this week for AEW Fight Forever, I am a dedicated fan and it happened to coincide with AEW Dynamite tonight. Fair enough. You, you know, can't I argue have, with my that. My allegiances are strong. <laughs> That's fine. We'll we'll let it slide this once. But I know you've at least um, had your own time with the truck. So uh, let's talk about what we've experienced. And so, yeah, speaking of the game night, so Justin, Trevor and I and Katie, we all jumped online a couple of days ago, checked out the trucks, uh, had, a re- had a blast actually, we always do. And um, I know Trev wanted me to mention. <laughs> yeah, it didn't was... sound like he had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what he means, but he said I hustled hustled him or them somehow. <laughs> I think it's just because I won. I think that's all. It's just <laughs> and yeah. To be fair, I don't usually win. Justin is usually the winner of these little uh, gaming nights that we have, so I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so we went through. Uh, we did all all eight of the new tracks, and we did what did we do? We did single player uh, first round we did four and then we did teams the second round and katie and i were on a team and justin and trevor on a team and it was justin and trevor were doing really well they were winning for the first three tracks and then the last track i won i think it must have been oh no no this was after the eight tracks we did all eight tracks separately then we just did random tracks and katie and i came back and we actually tied (laughs) tied with uh, justin and trevor so that was probably a good outcome I would yeah, think nice. the opposite of a hustle. <laughs> I mean, you can't ask for something more pleasant than a tie unless you're really competitive and you just really want to win. <laughs> so, that, that's true. That's true, especially mm. if you're going up against the uh, the editors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But I am writing up my thoughts on the tracks for the website at the moment. So it should hopefully be up before this episode airs, actually, but I'm writing it over the weekend. And... Well, we could talk about our favorite tracks. Do you have any that stood out to you? Uh, well, I didn't play. I didn't the Cherry Cup, so I didn't mm. do any any of those in there. Um, mm. I think I'm going to say that my favorite that I played was Daisy Cruiser, um, mm-hmm. and the reason for that is because I don't play a lot of Mario Kart. Um, my my son is into it, and he plays it a lot and does mm. very well. Um, so every now and again, I'll hop on, but it struck me how long it's been, despite how long it's been since I played that, how much I remembered it. Like the moment, right. the the moment the the opening cinematic starts that shows you what's going to happen in the track, and you see those tables mm-hmm. kind of sliding around as the boat <laughs> yes. rocks. I thought, oh man, I do remember this. I remember yeah. all of this, and it comes back <laughs> to you really quickly. So I, I I got a kick out of that, um, and 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 enjoyed the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably a highlight for me too, Daisy Cruiser. And I definitely remember playing that back in the day. And yeah, the tables. I love, I even mentioned that to the to the guys when we were playing, um, you know, oh yeah, the tables and chairs move across. I, like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why. It's not a like very it. good cruiser they're on. No, <laughs> not really. The waves didn't look like they were that bad. So I don't know why we have that much uh, movement <laughs> in the dining room, but but it makes for a fun race. It does, yes. Only in uh, the Mushroom Kingdom would that happen. <laughs> um, and I guess I'm a little biased because Daisy is uh, my go-to character, so yeah. anything named after her is also something I'm kind of <laughs> I enjoy. Um, yes, so Daisy Cruiser, and I think, and I mentioned this in previous reviews of previous waves that there haven't been a lot of Double Dash, like the GameCube version of Mario Kart. There haven't been a lot mm-hmm. of tracks taken from that series from that game. So it's nice to see another double dash truck in the mix. And you would have recognized Athens, maybe not recognize it, but at least remembered me talking about that on Mario Kart Tour a few months ago. Do you remember? 
Yes, I do yes. remember because I remember <laughs> thinking at the time I should probably go ahead and grab Mario Kart Tour and I haven't done that. So <laughs> I, I did not recognize that track, but I did know the name mm. from from our discussion. Yeah. So I um, I think that was the only tour track I had had any experience with. I don't think in the Cherry Cup there's Los Angeles and Vancouver. And I don't recall having played them before on tour. But yeah, Athens, I definitely have and enjoyed it. And that was, uh, <laughs> I think... No, Trev and Justin had so so all three, four of us, including Katie. Sorry, four of us had played these tracks on our own before we got together and played them, or at least some of them. So I played with my kids uh, the night they came out <laughs> because we just couldn't wait, and it was a bit of a midweek. Uh, we don't usually play a lot during the week during school weeks, um, but this was an exception because it was Mario Kart. So, <laughs> um, so I had I had practiced them once each, and I used a Wiggler, one of the new characters, right, and performed terribly um i don't know if it was because he's a bigger character than i'm used to like i usually use baby daisy and i just was and i oh sorry so i used wiggler the character in the wiggler mobile because why not right i just had to see how wiggler would look in his own branded car (laughs) and my son and i did this we both did this um because we just we, we just had to. But I was really bad. So Harrison, my other son, he won easily. Like he easily won. And I'm usually the winner. So I was a bit like, oh, blaming Wiggler, <laughs> basically. And then when Justin, uh, I think he was using Wiggler, and I decided to use Kamek, one of the other new characters, and found that a lot easier. Um, so maybe Wiggler's not the right character for me. I don't know. Did you try any of the new characters? Well, I did. Yeah, I, I, I didn't use Wiggler. Um, my son Sam used Wiggler and he mm-hmm. won. Um, but that's not expected or unexpected in my household. Um, right. But yeah, maybe <laughs> it's because he is taller, but also he's moving a little bit too. So maybe mm. his movement gives the illusion that you're you're properly turning when you really you're not. Could be. Yeah. I don't know. It so, could be, yeah, it's tricking your brain into thinking there's movement when there is no movement. Yeah. I did enjoy the fact that he went red, like he got angry when he got hit. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. And we had, uh, when we first started playing, um, the kids and I chose our characters and Hayden and I said, I, wow, do you think he's going to get angry? Because that would be actually really cool if they did that. Because, you know, when you jump on Wiggler, he doesn't, you know, in, in the Mario platformers, he doesn't die. He just turns red and angry. So I like that they did that. I thought that was a nice touch. <clears throat> but yeah, back. Sorry, did you have something? Oh no, no it was like a lot of uh, real drivers out on the highway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Getting uh, red and angry all the time. Yeah, well, especially in Los Angeles, probably. I don't know. That seems like. <laughs> <laughs> or Vancouver, <laughs> Athens. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I mean, if you're driving through Athens where there's columns of ancient ruins i mean <laughs> it's pretty hard to to navigate so <laughs> is that you know is, is that giving us an unfair um i don't know p- perception of what what it's like to be in athens you know or any of these cities <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go over there and actually drive around it's just gonna be other cars and and, and stoplights like this yeah. isn't nearly <laughs> as much fun i've been lied to <laughs> yes exactly yeah that's so funny um so the other, I guess the other two in the Feather Cup were Moonview Highway and Squeaky Clean Sprint. So Moonview Highway was from the Wii and that's a really fun kind of, oh, that's and that's another one that's a bit more real life actually. It is on a highway so it's, you are amongst other cars even though they do happen to be giant bombs which is not super realistic. <laughs> certainly, <laughs> certainly fun. Did you hit any of those giant bombs? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're drifting along and think you're doing fine, and then suddenly there's a bomb in front of you, and mm. it, it's like one of those moments where you know there's nothing you can do except hit it. So yeah, <laughs> you just kind of resign yourself to your fate and try to recover. Yeah, it's really nice that one though. It's like a nighttime. It's like set at night, isn't it? So yeah, it's, yeah. Well, hence Moonview, I guess. Um, but the surprise. Well, not. I mean, we knew this was in the mix, but it was a surprise when it was announced that Squeaky Clean Sprint was a completely new track which is awesome. I love getting new, actual new content. Like a lot of us haven't played the tour tracks or maybe we've missed out on Super Circuit or something like that. But for everyone, this is completely new. It's Quickie Clean Sprint. What was your, how did you go with that one? Uh, well, it didn't, 
it didn't strike me, you know, um, like for a dedicated fan because like Athens Dash was new to me also. Um, mm, and although sure. I played Moonview Highway before, I didn't remember that one as well as I remember Daisy Cruiser. So, so mm-hmm. you know, new or not, um, that they all kind of, or most of them feel somewhat new to me, uh, but I liked it. Yeah. It, it, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It's a bit chaotic. You drive through a pipe, I think at some point, which I found really hard to navigate, <laughs> like down a sink or something. <laughs> yeah. But the first few times you play it, um, you, you're not sure where to go, where to turn, mm. where to look. So yeah, mm-hmm. it does throw you, um, yeah. You picked it up maybe by the third lap. Mm-hmm. But it looks amazing. It looks yeah. really cool. Um, and there's lots of little, there's so much to see. And this is the case with a lot of these trucks, but I think this one in particular has just a lot going on around it, like in the periphery <laughs> that you can spot or not. And each time you play, you might see something different. Like, you know, there's like toweling on the ground that looks really like Mario colors and things like that. And I think there's a soapy area that's slippery um, and there's bubbles and there's, you know, there's the toilet. <laughs> and during the first lap, you just kind of jump over it, I think. But then the second and third laps, there's water spouting out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which gives you a boost, a nice boost. And there's a shortcut on the right. Um, yeah, and the pipes, did you see there's like an engagement ring down there hiding in the depths? <laughs> I, I didn't. And I also missed the shortcut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's quite a few things going on. I think that's, yeah, one of the other things or one of the other, one of the other elements of Mario Kart that I love is that it is, it's not just a straight racer. I mean, there's the items, okay, which are obviously fun and chaotic. There's the shortcuts, which are fun to discover and pull off because some of them are quite tricky. (laughs) And there's just those little Easter eggs in the background that make them, I don't know, kind of special, excuse me, for... I guess Mario fans at least, you know, like just seeing different characters or I think there was some sort of maybe a Yoshi egg or something in that squeaky clean sprint. I Mm. thought I saw something like that. Yeah. There's just always something to look out for, especially when it's a new track or even even one you haven't played for a while. And especially when it's been redone for the Switch, it's like what's changed, what's new. Oh, look at that, you know, kind of thing. So it's very distracting and eye-opening, I suppose. (laughs) Do you agree with that? Yes, yeah, I do, and I, I also think it's great that uh, you know, if even if you had played this before, like you mentioned, you know, you're looking for new things, and they'll put them mm. in there. It's like kind of like a little reward for people who have been playing these games all along. Um, yeah, and it keeps yeah. things interesting. You know, you'll you'll play it. it. It's like when you're listening to a song and you've heard it a hundred times, and then you put on good headphones, and suddenly you hear things you yeah. didn't hear before. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the same thing happens here. Like ah, I never noticed this. Why did I never see that? That is a that's a pretty good analogy. I like that actually, because yeah, I do have I, the headphones I'm using right now actually are, are my good ones that I don't tend to use day to day. They're just a bit big, um, but music sounds awesome in them. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is cool. So I use it for travel. Um, well, the cherry cup. So you haven't experienced these ones. Did you? Did you see them in action? No, I didn't. No. Okay. I'd say um, the highlight probably is sunset wilds simply because those mario kart super circuit trucks of the game boy advance version of mario kart they always look spectacular on the switch like they've been revamped um you know you know to a crazy amount of detail because you know the game boy advance title i think was that the second or third title it's like an early mario kart title and obviously the graphics are more you know simpler back then 16-bit ish i think it was game boy advance and so they they do a really good job you know, enhancing these <laughs> for the switch. Um, and there's these puddles on the track that look just splendid. They're like reflective. I don't know if it's meant to be mud or water. I thought it was mud, but it didn't really slow you down. You kind of splash through, but they just look beautiful. I don't know how they do it, but it just looks lovely. So it's a really, really nice looking track and very fast, lots of turns. And there's little um, shy guys in the middle with little, um, like construction worker hats or something who were just in the way and you're like, get out of the way, shy guy. <laughs> you can't hit them, can you? You can. And it's, oh. you know, it's not good to hit them because then you stop. So it's like an object that's blocking <laughs> you. And in fact, I think Justin was leading in one of those races and he hit a shy guy in front of me. I was behind him and he hit a shy guy and I overtook him. So it was kind of to my benefit in that case, so <laughs> which is quite funny. 
but yeah, the one thing I did, and I, to be honest, I didn't notice this at the time, but Sunset Wilds, the original track, has a sun that sets during the game, like during the during the uh, three laps. So you end up playing the last lap in the dark, like at nighttime, and they've removed that from the Switch oh, version. Yeah. I wonder why. I don't know. Because that sounds <laughs> nice. <laughs> it does. And I had completely forgotten that was even a thing until I saw the internet kind of, uh, you know, freaking out a little bit about it and saying, why? Why is it not happening? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'd forgotten all about that. So not sure because you'd think if they could do it for the Game Boy Advance, they could definitely do it for the Switch. Yeah. Um, maybe they'll bring it in an update or something. Uh, I think there was... I'm not sure if it was Wave 4, there was a Wii track, or it might have been Wave 3, it was the Coconut Mall track, mm-hmm. and when they released that, there's in the in the Wii version at the end of the, the lap, like the um, before you hit the finish line, there's like these cars that go back and forth, and you have to kind of dodge them, and they're moving, and when they released it, and we played it for the first time, they didn't move, they just sat there statically, not moving, and it's like, oh, well it's supposed to move, it makes it a bit trickier when they're moving <laughs> to dodge a moving object, right? Um, and people complained and they did add that in. Now they move. So whether or not they will add in a sunset, but it just seems like a weird omission, right? Like it's called Sunset Wilds. So Yeah. 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 I wonder if some of the other uh, graphic enhancements somehow made that more difficult to pull off, like mm. shading issue with more objects or something. But, mm-hmm. well, you would think that they would have been able to figure out a way. You would think so. Yes, I was surprised. Well, as I said, I didn't actually even notice because I'd forgotten completely that that was even a thing. But I was surprised when I when I recalled it and I read about it and thought, yeah, that's a good point. Why 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 miss that? It's like it's it'd be like taking out the train uh, on the what's that desert track from the Nintendo sixty four that they put on one of the waves. You know, there's a desert and there's a train that runs through the desert and if it, sometimes it goes across the track and you have to stop or you hit the train. <laughs> it would be like taking the train out of that level and just having the track there with no train. It would be pointless, right? Yeah. It's like that's the feature of that track. So I'm not sure. Very odd. Um, but Cooper Cape was, was always a favourite too. That was a Wii track and so that's in the Cherry Cup. And I know Justin was excited about that one. Unfortunately, he's not here to talk about it. But um, it was, this is a water-based track where you kind of, lots of jumps and there's waterfalls in the background and you kind of go underwater, but you're not, you're actually in a pipe, like a big pipe. And you, yeah, you can see see the ocean kind of around you with fish, you know, the cheap, cheap swimming around. It's really cool. It reminds me of that Jaws movie. Was it like Jaws 2 or something? Were there un- <laughs> <laughs> do you remember this? <laughs> I do. I do. That was Jaws 3 you were talking about. Jaws 3? About. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It reminds me of that. Um, <laughs> I always expected some giant uh, something to burst through or try to burst through. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just bite right through the glass and attack yeah. your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be cool if they did something, you know, like a, oh, what would you call it? Not like a like an outtake or something, you know, like an alternate version of, of Mario Kart where things like that happen. And you just... oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be a PD Piranha. He's, he's got a big enough mouth to you mm. know, come, in, come mm-hmm. in and break that glass. The two... yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that was good. And I I just don't know what I was doing right to, to win these races um, <laughs> against Justin, Trev, and Katie the other day. I really don't. I'm trying to think... Um, whether I was distracting them with talk of work or <laughs> I don't know. Um, and the new characters, I think, threw us off a little bit too. But it was so much fun, honestly. And I do wonder what's next. I say we've got one more wave to go, wave six, which is due out before the end of the year. So we've got that to look forward to. And I did notice, and we kind of touched on this last week, I think, um, when we were getting excited about the upcoming DLC, that there was there were there's a couple of spots left for characters. So this in this round we've got Wiggler, PD Piranha, and Kamek. And there's two little question marks left. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, did you have any uh thoughts on who that could be or who you might like it to be? Um I'd have to say who I'd like it to be because I mm-hmm. am in no way, shape or form qualified to say who I think it will be. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> there, there are a lot of characters out there I don't know, and I don't have a history of getting these things right. But considering that they have just a few characters from games outside the Mario world, mm-hmm. I would love if one of the drivers was Olimar from Pikmin. Mm-hmm. Which would, cool. would have been a good option for this round. Since it actually Pikmin would. Is coming out soon. Um, <laughs> yes. But I, I, I think because he's the right size, mm-hmm. um, I think they could give him a, a, a cool little car. And if they do offer any sort of new uh, weapons, he could have little Pikmin mm-hmm. that he could throw <laughs> and attach them to the other cars, which then bang away on the driver <laughs> of the car or something for a little bit until yes. they uh, lose control and the Pikmin fly off and then... And then Ah, you get to start up again. Yeah, I would love that. I think that'd be great. (laughs) Oh, and they could put in a new Pikmin map. Oh yeah, driving driving around through those the the little the little Pikmin planet. I don't know what's Mm -hmm. what's the planet called. I can't remember all of a sudden. I guess Uh, it changes. Is it start with an H? Maybe. Yeah, or or is that the company that they work? Oh yeah, that could be the company. (laughs) Freight. That's it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that's that's who I would like to see for one of them. I, I think that would be a fun addition. And most people, I think, at this point are familiar enough to Pikmin to, uh, mm. to uh, know how to work with Olimar. Yeah, totally. That seems like a missed opportunity now that you mention it, being that it came out a week before Pikmin 4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm now, now I'm disappointed, I think. <laughs> yeah, there I am, bringing everyone down with what oh. could have been. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Kirk. No, I mean, it would have been good timing. And you're right, they have had other characters from other franchises. Like Link is obviously there. Yeah, and I think the, they've got... The Splatoon. The, yeah, the Splatoon, the pair of... Is it two or three Splatoon people? Uh, I think the, two. Two, yeah. Oh, yeah, one of each. And then uh, Animal Crossing have a yes. few, I think. Yeah. So Pikmin would seem like a pretty good choice. Yeah. Maybe Kirby would be another choice, I suppose, because he's a pretty... Yeah. Um, well-known Nintendo character. Oh, well, there's two spots left. I mean, they could still do that. It could be, if there's two left, I wonder if they'd theme them like Olimar and what, like Louis. No, you wouldn't do Louis, would you? Yeah, I think they'd be too <laughs> similar. Um, maybe yeah. Brittany. <laughs> yeah, maybe Brittany. <laughs> yes. your, your kids would make you be Brittany every race. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you could, could you do, I suppose you could do o- Ochi, the dog, oh, or you could yeah. do... The Pikmin are too small, really, aren't they? You could do like a bunch of Pikmin driving together, like one's hitting the accelerator, one's in the brakes, and one's doing the steering. <laughs> like in a... <laughs> uh, that would be fun. That would be fun to watch. Put them on yeah. a motorcycle and <laughs> see if yeah. they can pull that off. Yes. That w- <laughs> I'm not sure how that would work. That would be cool. That would be cool to see, though. Um, oh, so many options. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they still did did that but maybe that's a bit of a long shosh i don't know <laughs> if they didn't do it in july would they do it later in the year oh, who knows? maybe they wanted to wait to see uh for people to get familiar with the world and the characters before mm. they uh, added them to yeah and then i mean if they released it in sort of what october november kind of thing or even december people are seeing these characters in Mario Kart, it might make them want to buy the game for the holiday season yeah. or something. I don't know. <laughs> Thinking marketing strategies. Yeah. Well, that's a really good option though. I love that. Um, I'm trying to think who else would be good. And I'm I'm not familiar enough with Tour because I know, I think, is it Kamek was in Tour, I believe, I think. So they obviously have they have a lot of characters in Tour, like so many. And I think I mentioned when we talked about Tour a few months ago, there's lots of variations as well. I can get Toad with his little, I don't know, uh, what was it? It was a tourist Toad. So his little backpack and all that sort of thing. And you can get different versions of, you know, Daisy and Peach and Mario and uh, heaps of people. One that I would like to see, and I think I may or may not have mentioned this before, but I've definitely thought this before, is Wart from Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh. You remember the big, the the, the villain, I suppose, of that game? As yes. opposed to, yeah, not Bowser in this one. Um, Wart's been missing for all these years. I don't know why he's not had cameos and anything. Was he that unpopular? I don't know. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I would, would you consider, I guess I wouldn't consider him a mainline person. He may be more on the fringe. Yeah, definitely. Yes. 
no, he's definitely a fringe character. Um, who else? Yeah, I don't know. I suppose time will tell. Yeah, there's a whole universe of characters I suppose they could choose. Like Petey Prana, I think he's been in a previous game, but I mean, I had forgotten he existed. So <laughs> he seems a little out there to me. But I have to say, Kamek was really good to use. Uh, I really enjoyed Kamek. I think he's kind of a good balance of being a small character or smaller character. I don't think he's quite as small as the baby characters. Um, but he just looks cool. I love his little blue robes. And I don't recall him making any magic hooper noises though like swishing his wand or anything like that you know like a wiggler turns red i don't think there were any kamek easter eggs but i may have missed it in the frantic action of the game so <laughs> yeah yeah I, I didn't use it so i can't say for sure yeah anyway it's fun to speculate <clears throat> excuse me and then we'll have more yeah more to enjoy before the year is out and i suppose that leaves us with more speculation or hopes or whatever we want to call it for, you know, what will happen after wave six, because, you know, this has been fantastic having, you know, two years worth of DLC, I suppose, over, you know, every three to six months. Um, and it's really breathed life into this. Well, I mean, the game was already popular and, and we play it, you know, we love it anyway, as I'm sure you, your kids do, mm -hmm. but it was just great to have, fresh content fresh characters um and once the last wave is over i think i said last week i'll be a bit sad about that but it does leave i suppose room for something new in in the mario kart um <laughs> universe do you have any thoughts or ideas or hopes or dreams for what you would like to see and i know you're not a huge mario kart fan but even speculating about what could happen I mean, I think we hinted at this last week about whether it's related to a new Switch or not, but, you know, where can the series go from here? Yeah, I guess my, my thought would be it does seem to be wrapping up at right around the same point where the, the rumors of these, um, you know, the new Switch are kind of kicking into overdrive. Now, that tends mm -hmm. to happen a lot over, <laughs> over the past yes. three or four years. <laughs> they, those have kicked into overdrive. Totally. <clears throat> But um, yeah, so I, I I bet that this is probably it for the Switch version of that, and then there's going to be something brand new for for the, the next Nintendo um, console. And what Mario Kart becomes, I'm assuming, would probably tie in with whatever the angle is going to be on that system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and who knows what that will be? You think yeah. that they'll keep the hybrid? I imagine, you know, everyone's sort of talking about a Switch 2 or a Super Switch or whatever. I think given the success of the Switch, they would probably keep that hybrid model alive. I would expect. Um, mm. I, I think that that just did so well for them. And you see other people trying to uh, <clears throat> kind of mimic it now. What's that? Uh, mm. uh, the Steam console thing or whatever it is where you mm -hmm. can play your Steam games now, um, you know, in a, in a Switch-like device. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm willing to bet that they would, but you know, with Nintendo, they always are, are way ahead of me in, in what do it, what, <laughs> yeah. what they're going to offer and what people expect. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm happy just to sit tight and wait, see what comes my way. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, I think there's been talk and I didn't realize other people had, of course people do. There's like how many billions of people in the world, but uh, so for, them, for not two of them to have the same idea, but I had always thought, it would be cool if Mario Kart became like an open world or not became, I don't want it to change. Mario Kart needs to still have, you know, Grand Prix with, you know, cups and races and, and new trucks, etc. That That has to be part of it. But it would be fun to see what they could do with a bit more of an open world um, component to the, to, this, to the game where, you know, you drive around to like the Mushroom Kingdom, you go to like a toad, toad village and meet some toads there and maybe race them or whatever or you go exploring into the countryside or you go to <clears throat> like bowser's dominion or wherever you could the, you know you could go anywhere you want um as long as the I, you'd have to have the racing as as a as the main part of it but i don't know if that's too much <laughs> to ask or if that would even not break it but make it too much and in terms of the fan base, because people like that they can just jump in and play Mario Kart. I think it's, this would be more yeah, of a I, single player experience perhaps, but 
yeah. I wonder. And I, I think that might be a good idea, having like a Mario Kart adventure kind of mm. thing. Um, mm-hmm. Because it, they, they could do it, and it's it's just a very simple um, um, example, but do it like kind of like the movie where mm-hmm. there was definitely a Mario Kart scene in that movie where, you know, if you were doing an adventure, then here here's the race. So obviously it would, uh, the, the movie, of course, focused more on the adventure and then there's just one Mario Kart scene. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, you know, moving from village to village and, and getting in these races as part of a bigger story and then, but also making it so those races are available for traditional Mario Kart play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and anybody can access it um, and pick it up and just race and not bother with the story if they don't want to. Yeah. Um, but maybe playing through the story gets you bonuses or that's how you unlock cars True. or characters mm-hmm. or something, or even some tracks. Because uh, I, I think that would be more fun for single players. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're not, uh, you, of course you can go online and play, but if you, if you don't have people with you, you've got a little more incentive to kind of play through on your own instead of gathering a group of people for a, for a challenge. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, maybe when you meet someone like you meet, um, I don't know, Bowser or someone, and then you you beat them, then you you unlock the character, like you said, that that could work. So <laughs> that'd be a fun way to unlock new characters, and then you could have yeah. a million characters. Like you could have you could have your Wart and your Olimar. I don't know. Actually, would Olimar fit into that? I don't know if he would. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know if they'd want to go into a whole Pikmin world in a Mario Kart game <laughs> as opposed to just dropping a guy in. But yeah, there are he ways. Just, he must have crash landed in the Mushroom Kingdom or something. <laughs> <laughs> Another crash. <laughs> Yet again. <laughs> Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, time will tell. And I think we're, we're pretty happy to, to wait and see. We're definitely not uh, yearning for content at the moment. We definitely have something amazing and it's not over yet. We still have another wave to go. And this current wave, yes, is, is amazing. So um, if listeners haven't played it yet, I mean, check it out. My thoughts, as I said, will be up online over the next, well, before this, probably around the time this episode launches. So you'll be able to jump onto the Pure Nintendo website and see what I thought of each and every track. So, I mean, are we done with Mario Kart? Do you think? Should we move on? Yeah, let's let's let's, let's move, move on. on. We'll okay. Park the cart and move on. <laughs> park the cart. Cool. So let's talk about some other games we're playing at the moment. And I know, I know, Trevor's a pinball fan. Are you also a pinball fan? I am. Um, cool. I actually have. I have a full size, authentic Flash Gordon, of course, pinball <laughs> machine. Wow. Um, working that I, nice. I, I just had it serviced about a year or two ago to get it all up to up to snuff. Um, yeah. So I, <laughs> oh, that's I amazing. been a pinball fan for a while. That's really cool. That's really cool. Okay. Well, yeah, then you definitely qualify as a pinball fan. Yes. <laughs> um, do you want to tell us about Zen Pinball FX? Yeah, and this one was confusing um, because Zen uh, is a company that's been making pinball sims for a long time now. They're very good at it, mm-hmm. um, and they had they they gotten up to Zen Pinball FX three, and then mm-hmm. suddenly they released Zen Pinball FX. They just went backwards, so <laughs> we didn't know exactly what what this was. We got some codes for a few um, games. Um, and it, it seems that they've updated the engine. And for some reason, instead of going with FX4, they, they went back to FX. Right. And it's it's a kind of like a new, I believe they're using the Unreal engine now for, for the simulations. Um, and there's some good things about it, but there are also some bad things about it. And, and Trevor and I were talking about this uh, quite extensively. So I, I wish he could have been on to back me up on mm. some of this. Um, but the, one of the, and I'll have a full review up on this soon. The... They gave us codes for four sets of tables, some of which you get up to three tables um, and some of them, you know, just one. The I, I got the Godzilla tables, of course. Cool. Yes. Um, <laughs> so there are, there are three in that. There's King Kong, there's Godzilla, and then there's Godzilla versus King Kong. Right. Um, and before I go into those real quickly, most of it I'll, I'll save for the review. Mm-hmm. If you have Pinball FX 3, and you bought all the additional tables because you get the game, you, you get Pinball FX for free. You mm-hmm. can download that on your Switch now and a couple tables come with it, you're good to go. Okay. And then you can buy additional tables or table sets right. um, You know, if, if you want to. And they've got just a ton of them in FX3. Uh, they had two of my personal favorites, um, 
There's one called Attack from Mars that I love in the arcades and I love it there. <laughs> and my favorite game ever is called Theater of Magic. Um, and they have that one. So I, cool. I, I played those quite a bit. But if you bought them for FX3, you do not get them with FX. So oh. if you upgrade to the new um, engine for this for the for these games, then you've got to buy all the games again. Um, right. And at first, I was kind of put off by that, but then I thought I I don't know that I really need to be because it's not like FX wipes out FX three. Right. Okay. You still have that. <laughs> you still have those games, and you can play those games. Um, it's just from this point forward, if you want to buy new games, you're going to download the free Pinball FX. And you're going to buy the games for that. So um, mm. it's kind of like when you open it, it's a little bit like an arcade. You can go in, you can see your tables, you pick the ones you want to play. Um, there are mm. different challenges and such. So you're going to have to bounce between software if you want to play different tables that are in one or the other. Right. Um, okay. I mean, it's uh, good that they, it doesn't override it, I guess. You still have access to both. But yeah, was that the yeah, case and, with the previous versions, like Pin, Pinball FX1 uh, and 2? No, I'm pretty sure that uh, I... I Fairly confident. Um, it, it's hard for me to remember back, but like Pinball FX2, if you got Pinball FX3, you could still play your, your other games. Right. Um, it wasn't mm-hmm. such a drastic update. Yeah. Um, okay. But I could be wrong. So I, I'll have to research that a little bit. And Trevor actually mentioned that he thinks the graphics in FX um, are not as good as FX3. He says they're blurrier. Mm, um, I couldn't confirm that because I don't have Pinball FX3 on the on the Switch anymore. I actually got Zen Pinball Party on the iPad via Apple Arcade. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gave me all the tables because Apple Arcade, everything is free in it because I'm subscribing to Apple Arcade. So I had them all there. Right. And um, I, I don't know if this is going to get me in trouble or not, but I think the <laughs> iPad is a much better system for playing pinball than the Switch mm-hmm. uh, because you could just turn it and 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 hold it in portrait mode and the, the whole game's right there so it seems bigger even though it's on a smaller screen because it's right in front of your face right. and you're just tapping the screen for the buttons it, it works very well cool now one thing i do like about it on the switch is that if you are playing in handheld mode you can set it so you can turn the the switch into portrait mode oh yeah and, and play mm-hmm. it so you're using big screen for the length of the table as opposed to the wasted space on the left and right if you were in a, a horizontal mode Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a nice touch. Um, but, um, you know, like, uh, he, so he said it's blurry or I, I have to look at it a little more closely to, to verify that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a bit darker, but you can control the gamma. So if, if it's too dark and you're having trouble seeing the board, you can, um, you can switch it. And I will say that playing it on the switch in handheld mode is really difficult because there's a lot going on on these tables, just like the real <laughs> pinball. Yeah, and the ball moves right. very quickly. So even though there's a trail to kind of help you follow the ball or balls as, as they're moving around, mm-hmm. um, it's it's still really hard to do on that tiny screen. So I would recommend playing it on your TV. Yeah. Okay. And does that, I mean, TVs can't be rotated. So <laughs> does <Yeah>. that affect? <laughs> yeah. In that case, you, you, you're just, you're, they, they, and they do a good job. Like on the Godzilla, um, on the Godzilla table, the, the pinball machine, it looks like it's set on Godzilla's back. Okay. So the, the playing table is in between the spikes on his back and then off to the left and right, you see water. And then in the distance, it's like the uh, landscape in Hong Kong where, where they had Godzilla and Kong had their big fight with Mecha Godzilla. Cool. Um, so they do use that extra space well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and speaking of the movie, one other thing I have to say is you know, we've talked outside of the podcast about how much I can't stand that Godzilla versus King Kong movie. Yes. It <laughs> was made in America as a Godzilla fan. Um, and I'm happy to answer any questions about that, that anyone may have <laughs> as to why. But one of the reasons is because the acting drove me nuts. And one of the things in pinball effects of these Godzilla and King Kong tables is they have voiceovers. Mm-hmm. which are helpful because it's really good at telling you what you need to do as opposed to just like seeing what's flashing now or reading the instructions and understanding. Because, of course, in pinball, it's all about you you hit a few targets, you unlock this, now you try to do this. And that's how you get your score up is by hitting what you're supposed to hit in a certain order as opposed to just randomly keeping the ball in play as long as you can. But yeah. whoever they got to do the acting on this, I guess it's good in that it, their voices are as annoying <laughs> as the actors were in those movies. Right. It was so bad that I, I, and I, I feel bad because I don't want to knock the actors. Um, 
but it just drove me nuts. And I had to turn <laughs> the volume of the voiceover completely down because I couldn't play it with them on. And I thought in a way they perfectly captured the acting and the, and the, the vocal work in the movies. So yeah, yeah. I guess kudos mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. <laughs> Is it annoying in the sense that they're kind of overacting? Like they, are they yeah, exaggerating? Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah and I, I don't know. Like I, the first thing I did was try to see if I could have them do it in a different language mm, because mm. whenever I'm playing like a JRPG, I always play with the Japanese voiceovers um, because I think it just feels more right. Mm-hmm. But also because I can't, since I don't fully or even remotely understand the language as well, it's hard for me to understand if the inflection is annoying because right. I don't know what they're <laughs> saying. So it, I, I can't weigh in on that like I can with, with American actors. Yes. So, but I can't. <laughs> um, it's only in English um, from what I can tell. So, mm. Well, I don't know if that's going to help their little um, – what are they doing at the moment? They're on strike, aren't they? So. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yes, maybe we won't go into that. And I, I don't even necessarily blame the actors so much as that they're often just given really dumb lines to say. So it's like, how do you do this? You, like, mm. you, like even if you watch Star Wars and you see Harrison Ford struggling to deliver some of the lines that he had to <laughs> yes. deliver in that movie because they were just so dorky. Yeah, um, so I, I'm not specifically blaming the actors. I'm, it's just the way it feels within the context of the game just drives mm-hmm. me nuts. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> So there's no there are there are no other language options is what you're saying though. Yeah, right? not that I, yeah. yeah, not that I could find at least in mm. the in the Godzilla tables. Fair enough. Yeah. How many tables um, are there altogether do you think? There must be a, um, a lot. Th- well, they have quite a few. Um I'd say maybe a couple dozen right now that you could get with mm-hmm. Pinball FX. There are games based on like say the Borderlands games. Mm-hmm. Um there are some actual tables um, from that, uh, like uh, one of the games that comes with it is Fish Tales, which was another very fun game to play in the arcade. So people who have ever been to a truck stop, stop um, or mm. any pinball hall might have uh, played that. And it, it's a good game. So they're cool. a, a good mixture of games like that. No Flash Gordon, though. No, <laughs> I haven't seen a digital version of Flash Gordon, but I, I guess I don't really need it. Uh, they do have like a uh, Adam's family is one oh, of them. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that was an actual arcade game. Um, and uh, Twilight Zone is, is an option oh, yeah. you can get. Cool. And that's definitely one that's in the arcades as well. Adam's family. Or, is that from like the nineties movie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I've seen that too around. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, um, Adam's family values. The second one is a <laughs> oh, fantastic yeah. movie. Yeah, so I remember fun. enjoying it. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, it was. I'm sure I liked it. Yeah, yep. um, there's a pinball. There is a, a place not far from me that that has uh, old school arcade games and pinball machines, which is really cool. And I have a, a good friend who's quite into that and even participates in competitions, like um, you know, fun kind of leagues, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely alive and well, which is good to see. <laughs> So there's yeah. obviously a fan base for this kind of thing, which is why they keep making pinball FX games, I suppose. But yeah, it's funny they didn't call it something a bit more obvious, like maybe change the FX or call it FX Origins or I don't know, something because the the one, two, three, and then back to FX. That is confusing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. It, yeah, it's uh, now I'm assuming people eventually get the hang of it. And I guess, you know, they're starting fresh with the new gaming engine, so they wanted mm. it to feel that way. But yeah, just dropping back to FX, I feel like was a... Uh, was not the best move but we'll see yeah i wonder if they're hoping to keep uh, i'm not sure why they would they changed uh engines or whatever like but I, I don't know if they would hope to keep this one and then eventually transition all the existing content across or not but i don't know yeah i would think so um or at least the ones that they unless there's a rights issue i can't imagine mm. that because they changed the name or switched the engine that they they lost mm-hmm. the rights or Maybe that could be it too. Maybe they, they the rights did run out for some of the machines, so they got to start over with new yeah. ones. Yeah, um, interesting. Who knows? Which would this... be sad because they have a lot of great content on those old ones. If I mean, if 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 you're a pinball fan and you want to try one of them, I would take a look at Pinball FX3. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, let me see. I'm going to pull that up right now to make sure that's still available. <laughs> yeah, good point. In the in the eShop. But Zen Pinball FX, the new one, is still free to download for the actual default yes. tables and then you can add on your own ones uh, yeah. pay for your own ones yeah cool um, i mean it's yeah it looks like fx3 is still available that's cool and that one pinball fx3 
that one's free to download also. Um, mm. And then most of the games you buy are via DLC. And of course, there's a ton of content. That one has, oh, Universal Classics. So it's got like E.T. pinball machines and a Jaws pinball machine <laughs> and, and uh, the Williams machines, some old ones there. Yeah. Cool. How much is yeah, a pack? Walking Dead pinball. The oh, yeah. the kits, depending on how many you get, um, they can be as low as nine ninety nine. Um, mm-hmm. Then you get a few for that, and like there's, uh, they also come in bundles where you can pay as much as uh, you know thirty thirty dollars mm-hmm. for for quite a few machines at once. Um, they do often have sales. So mm. if, if you wait for a sale, you could get them. In fact, there's one here right now, Pinball FX. Williams Pinball Volume 5 is normally $9.99. It's on sale right now for $3.99. Mm, that's a good deal. Um, and that one includes actual Williams machines, um, machines made by the Williams Company. Nice. Um, like Tales of the Arabian Nights, uh, Circus Voltaire, and No Good Gophers. I don't know <laughs> No Good Gophers, but I've definitely played the other two. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah, that's awesome. So I look forward to seeing your full review then of Zen Pinball FX. Are you doing a, Are you doing it collaboratively with Trev? We are. We're going to do a uh, another tag team review where we nice. talk about the machines that we played, but it's mostly yeah. going to be a review of the engine itself, and then we'll mm-hmm. just talk about how it affected the games that we had. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that'll be really interesting to see to read. Um, yeah, what you guys think of it overall. Definitely when that when that's available, but FX is out now. Is that yes. correct? Yeah. Oh yeah, it just came out last week, didn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm not playing a whole lot, but I am playing a little game for review, which is called Bleak Sword DX. And I wanted to ask, actually, speaking of Apple Arcade, have you heard of this before? Because I believe it's an Apple Arcade title. I have not. No, I hadn't heard of it either. Anyway, it's how do I describe it? It's I suppose it's an action, an action arcade kind of game with a few little RPG elements. Essentially, you're a sword wielding hero on a quest to save the world from this cursed blade, which is the bleak sword, who uh, which is um, kind of taken over. There's a king who's been cursed with this blade, and um, for the last two hundred years, there's been nothing but anarchy across the land. So you're, you've are you you've received a prophecy via a, a vision and you're now, you know where these three magical stones are that you need to, to retrieve to destroy this bleak sword. Essentially, that's the story. Um, but, but what really stands this, sets this one apart is probably its style, its graphical style. It's a very retro-looking game, like very, very simple graphics, black and white and red, essentially. Mm-hmm. So your character is white. You know, the ground is kind of black and there's trees that are white and other little um, elements. And then when you attack or get attacked, you, there's red, you know, for blood or your enemies also flash red when they're sort of close to dying. So there's a few little red touches um, it, which which really highlight different different elements nicely. It looks really cool. I mean, I like the retro style very much. And there's a lot of content as well. I think it's 12 world, no, I think 12 worlds of 10 levels each, I believe. So 120 levels all up. And it's kind of like you you go into world one, which is like a forest, and it's, you know, one, 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 two, one, three, right up to 110. So each level has a number. And this the 10th level has a boss, boss fight. And it's really cool, the style where it, each level is kind of just uh, like a square, I guess a block. You don't really go left or right, as in the screen doesn't, scroll you just set in your little zone for that level um and enemies appear and then you take them out and once you defeat all the enemies within that level it's victory time so there's a tutorial which is optional which is really cool i like that it's like have you played this before yes or no i i hadn't so i did the tutorial which gets you up to speed on the moves and then you jump straight in and the first few levels are very very easy there's just a few bats to kill so you kind of ease into it um but it ramps up pretty quickly and becomes quite difficult um uh, which is which is good because you know 120 levels i suppose could pass pretty quickly since there are only yeah. one screen's worth of action um i'm only up to world two anyway i've only just sort of started this one but it's yeah it's really fun so far i think it's i possibly 
might get a bit repetitive is my only, I mean, I haven't spent a whole lot of time with it. So, so far I'm fine, but I'm wondering after 12 worlds, I don't know what's left to experience. The worlds are definitely themed. So there was a forest or two as a swamp. The rest are all locked. So I don't know what they are yet, but um, we'll see how that, how that, because you're dealing with very limited color palette <laughs> and uh, screen size, there's probably, there's not a whole lot you can do, but the enemies are varied so far, even just through 11 or 12 levels. You know, there's bats, there's spiders, there's these kind of weird night creatures, there's some sort of weird, I don't know, beetle-looking thing. Um, so that even after only sort of 12 levels, it's very, yeah, the, the enemies do vary quite wildly. The boss fight that I've had, I've only had one so far, was pretty difficult. Uh, it took me quite a few goes to beat, to beat the first boss, so I can only imagine how that will ramp up. And you can choose a difficulty level, there were three options, but the third one is blocked, which is, I think it's, um, there's normal doom, I think. And then the third one is something like. What? Something just, harder than doom? Some, yeah, exactly. Right. So, hopeless. <laughs> hopeless, exactly. Uh, so I chose normal and I'm glad I did because it's pretty hard, I'd say. <laughs> so I can only imagine how hard doom is. But you do, you do, I mentioned RPG elements there, you, you sort of, you level up at, after each level, like you, you get experience points and you level up after you gain enough experience points. You randomly find items which give you more attack or defense power or health. So there's a few little touches like that which keep things interesting. From what I can tell, you can only hold two items at once though, so I'm not sure what happens when you get three. And when you die, I was worried I'd have to start from the beginning, which I didn't want to do, but you don't. You get to keep going from where you left off, which is cool. You do lose your experience points, though, and your items, so that's a bit of a pain. But um, And I thought, you know, you get one chance to keep them. So say you do, you're on level 1-8, you die. You go back into 1-8. If you complete it the very next time you play, you keep all your experience points and your items. If you die again, you lose it all, but you still have your progress. So you're still in 1-8, but now you don't have your weapons, which Does to me is... Does that make it really hard to yeah. progress, though? I mean, if you lose your weapons, aren't you... That's exactly yeah that's exactly what i thought i'm like if i couldn't do it with the experience like with the weapons <laughs> how am i going to do it without it <laughs> i don't know how that's going to work especially if you get down to like world 10 11 12 i don't know how you can possibly just be on the default attack power and still <laughs> and still conquer these things so we'll see what happens when that when i get to that point i was able to i didn't i, I think i did lose all my stuff at one point like one six or one seven or something um and then the boss fight 110, which I died several times, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I lost my experience that time. Maybe because it's a boss fight, they're a bit more fair with those ones. They expect you to die. Anyway, it's interesting. And I definitely love the style, as I said. So I'll uh, be working on my review during the next week and get that up online ASAP. That one's available now, though. I think it's only, I think it's about $10. I think I checked it out in the eShop. I think it's around uh, 9 Yeah, $9.99. $9.99, yeah, which seems pretty fair given the amount of content. 120 uh, levels is, is a good amount. And I think there's a few other modes as well, I believe, which I haven't tested yet. So, Yeah, I, yeah. I also see here I pulled it up, and I um, should point out to anyone who may have played it on Apple Arcade that mm -hmm. uh, this the Switch version does have new options, things that you didn't mm. have before. So if you liked it mm -hmm. there, it's a, it's got more to do. Mm. Yes, which is cool. I guess that's why it's called Bleak Sword DX, which is what yeah. Deluxe, right? So it's the deluxe version of the game you may know and love on Apple Arcade. So, yeah, but it's, it's a pleasant surprise. I saw it and thought, yeah, this looks interesting. It reminds me a little bit of, uh, what was it called? Apple Slash, a game that I played a year or two ago that I really enjoyed. A little bit like that, not as it's not side scrolling like that one was, but it's aesthetically very similar, like black, white, and red. Um, yeah, so we'll see how we go. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to briefly mention, and this would have been a good question for Justin, but um, I wondered if anyone, and by anyone I mean you, Kirk, since it's just you and me, I had heard of Pokemon Sleep, which is a new app that is kind of out, but not, it's like in beta testing. Um, I couldn't download it. I tried to, and it said it'll let me know when it's available. It is appearing on the Australian um, Google Play Store at least, but yeah, you can sort of sort of ask for it to be downloaded when it's available. 
but it seems like it's a, a sleep tracking app with the Pokemon um, flavor, I suppose. I haven't tried it, so I can't speak to how good it is, but it sounds interesting. I mean, I don't currently monitor my sleep. Do you monitor your sleep? I, I, I do not, but I'm also of the age where when I want to go to sleep and sometimes when I don't, I'll hit it hard and I'm fine. So <laughs> there's not a lot to track. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty pretty similar. I've not always been the best sleeper, I guess, but I tend to like toss and turn a bit. If I'm, It depends. If there's something big on the next day. Uh, it'll keep me awake, but usually I sleep fairly well. Yeah. Um, you know, when you've got kids and work and other things, uh, you, you sort of get tired. <laughs> just, yeah. I think I do fall asleep a lot more easily now than I used to, maybe. But anyway, um, I'm going to give it a try anyway. So I'll report back and see what it's like. Um, you know, anything Pokemon themed is is going to catch my attention, I guess, just because I, you know, I like Pokemon and I think. Uh, I mentioned to you off, you know, off air, like before the show that we have a little app called Pokemon Smile, which is, um, it's, you know, it's for kids. It's to help them uh, brush their teeth properly, essentially. So it's really, it's actually really cool. It's got, I don't know what the, what the technology is called, but it's like, so it's on my phone. So I just put my phone up every, every night and Hayden uses it and he, you can choose a character from like a, a set of, I think it's like Eevee, po- Pikachu, Squirtle and um, one other one, I think. That's your character. And your character, there's like a screen of, like a picture of you. It's like a mirror image of you, like a camera, I suppose. And you have different hats that you collect, which is really cute. And Eevee is like, it's very cartoony. It's not like, it doesn't look like the normal Eevee that you would see if you, and I know Pokemon is a cartoon, but it's an even cuter, cartoonier version of Pokemon, like almost chibi or something. It's like they're rounded with little eyes. They're very cute. It's adorable. And there's a Pokemon each time you brush your teeth that is like attacking your teeth in a cute way. And your Pokemon is attacking the kind of purple, gloomy, grimy stuff around the attacking Pokemon. Does this make okay. sense? <laughs> so, and and you're, you have a, a little diagram that shows you, <clears throat> okay, brush like top left, right? You do that for like 10 seconds and then top middle and so it's telling you where to put your toothbrush so it's like guiding you right and it's you can set the time so we do like a two minute brush so Hayden brushes his teeth for two minutes um and you're getting all the right spots because you have to follow what Evie tells you to do Evie's saying brush you know brush here now and when you brush in the right spot Evie sends this little blast of energy towards the grime and cleans the Pokemon for you basically and at the end you get at the end, you get to catch the Pokemon and it becomes part of your Pokedex. So it's a really cute little incentive um, for kids to brush their teeth. It's, it's, I, I really think it's really nice. It's a nice little app. So, um, you know, anything that's kind of, it's not exactly educational, I suppose, but it's kind of health education, I suppose, right? So maybe Pokemon Sleep is of that vein where it's, you know, make sure you go to bed at a certain time, try to get your eight to 10 hours sleep, depending on your age. And um, I don't, I can't see how a phone app would monitor how well you sleep because it's not like it's monitoring your heartbeat or anything, but yeah. Yeah. yeah it'd have to be like connected to a watch or something. I mean, I'm assuming yeah. that you would just tell it when you're going to bed and then tell it mm. when you woke up, but even yeah. then it's not going to be fully accurate because you'd have to tell it when you lay down and hope you fall asleep. Quickly. <laughs> that's not the case. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they've probably figured all this out. Yeah, exactly. So I'll, uh, I'll download it when I can. I mean, I've already registered, so we'll see what that's like (laughs) but i think it's anything that that helps people be healthy is a good thing and if it has a pokemon slant then all the better so yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and i think it also um you know like we were talking about with the uh uh, the baby shark game it's it's Mm -hmm. it's a good way to teach kids to use their phone for something a little more helpful than you know what what they may be using Mm -hmm. it for or you know their ipod and such so that's true uh, yeah, yeah yeah i'm all for it yeah, cool. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, I'll let you know when that actually is available. I don't know if there's a date on that one. But, yeah, uh, any other games that you're playing at the moment that you wanted to talk about? No, I'm I'm pretty much kind of at this point, um, aside from focusing on, like, uh, the pinball game that I'm reviewing, mm. and there, there's another one I just grabbed but I haven't got really gotten started on yet. Um, so I'm kind of clear, keeping things clear for Pikmin 4. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which um, is I want to make sure I don't have too much on my plate when that rolls around. Yeah, well, that's out um, next week, isn't it? Or well, this week, it's uh, yeah, a week away, yeah, basically. Friday. 
Yeah. They've got my pre-order in this time at uh, Best Buy and I'm going to get my Pikmin tote with it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's cool. I think yeah. here we have a notepad or something that's available for pre-order okay. if, with pre-orders. So yeah, but a tote is useful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess next week, yeah, we can, we'll be talking about that. We probably won't have had a lot of time with it when we record, but that's okay. We'll see how we go. Well, thank you, Kirk, for joining me this week, the Kirk and Gemma show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and thank you, thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on any of the podcasting channels or like and subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss out. We do air every Monday. Um, and I guess until next week, game on. Bye for now.